Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents School of Humanity with Jason and Rachel Bowman, a program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to Episode 7 of the School of Humanity. This is Jason and Rachel Bowman. And we are going to be talking about a topic tonight that is very close to us. Um, it's been a part of our journey together in faith. And we feel like it's apropos, given that it's Lent. And that topic is going to be on... The discernment of spirits. It is. So, Jason, when did you read this book? I read this book, I think it's been a couple of years now. I actually read... So, I guess it is the book, isn't it? Um, by... By Timoth- Father Timothy Gallagher. Right, right. Which is a sort of like concise um, rendition of St. Ignatius rules. Rules of discernment, the 14 rules of discernment. Right, right. So you read it a couple of years ago. Right. Did you read it during Lent or did you read it just? I think it might have been during Lent, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's handy. Well, I think the last two Lents. Was it, was the first time that I did it during Lent? Um, I've, I've led a couple of, of women's groups, uh, going through the rules. And I believe one was last Lent. We did it with young adults. And then I think either it was Lent or Advent the year before that I did it with a women's group. And then Lent or Advent the year before that, that I did it with another woman's group. Um, and very small, you know, there were probably five or six of us that got together and read the book and then discussed together. And it's just been such a fruitful thing that we really thought that it would be a beautiful thing to share on the podcast here. I think probably a lot of young adults have heard of the Sermon of Spirits. Um, By now it's pretty uh, popular spirituality and certainly gives some really beneficial insights into um, your spiritual life when you're trying to grow in holiness and trying to um, get more into prayer and things like that, that you have some basic guidelines, if you will, some axioms or truths that hold true all the time and allow you to work your way through the spiritual life, um, discerning you know, what is from God, what is not from God, right? And I would also say that it's also helped just in our day-to-day life, you know. I think a lot of people hear the words uh, discernment of spirits and they think of like, well, I must just only do this. Like if I'm thinking about moving to another state or if I'm changing my job or concerning my vocation. So they always think something really big. That's true. And not that discernment of spirits is something that goes on all the time. Right. You know, the Lord tells us that we should pray always, meaning that, you know, our hearts are to be turned towards him. Um, And, you know, reality is always given to us by God. And so at every moment, there is an opportunity to turn towards him. And um, so things come up, right? Obstacles come in the way. And... um, so all these things come to us, and they have to be discerned, you know, what is of God, what is not, and uh, what do we do with them? How do we react so that we can always be uh, on the right path? Right. That's definitely one of the biggest things, and I think that a lot of people 
as well as well as mistakenly thinking that this is something that you would only do at big times they also only want to apply it to this spiritual life and they they i think we we compartmentalize the spiritual life to things that only have to do with like our religion or church or we just compartmentalize it to to not think of the fact that holiness is something that we're living out all the time right and so we only want to discern spiritual matters when in reality we should be our whole life is basically a right. spiritual matter right of course so just to get all of that out of the way that the discernment of spirits is something that we do constantly and it's not something that is only when you are thinking about things that you do at church or ministry but that discernment of spirits is when you're breathing right and so um just to kind of set set the the three steps in the discernment of spirits because that's most important just an introduction into what the discernment of spirits entails before you actually get into the rules. And so those three steps are awareness, understanding, and action. Right. I think certainly it's important to be aware of what's going on. You know, this is sort of like the essence of wisdom is, you know, when you are looking at Christ and allowing yourself to be at rest in him, then you are more able to see the truth for what it is when things come your way, especially obstacles. You can see the error more easily when you are living, when you've put on the mind of Christ, so to say. Right. It's so important too. I think a lot of people too, at least I do, I am, I'm almost more aware of other people than I am of myself. You know how they say, you know, uh, you should look for the own your own plank in your eye before right. you try to point out the that others. Right. So it's almost it's almost more of a challenge to be aware of yourself than it is to be aware of others. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely, absolutely. And so there's an awareness of yourself. Um, I think it was a young adult retreat or or something along these lines when when discernment of spirits came up, and I had told them that somebody said, you know, what is it? look like and I said well awareness would look like if your heart was a home which hopefully it is um, but if your heart was a home that you would be so familiar with where everything is you know where you put this desk where you put this pen on the desk what page you had this book open to that if anything were out of place you would know that's really good <laughs> um, and so the that's that's really where the awareness comes in, is that we have to really look. Father Timothy does a great job of really um, telling the readers to really look to the Blessed Mother who, like in the, in the Gospel of Luke, it says that she knew all these things and kept them in her heart. And so that we would also be utterly aware of our hearts. And then I think that if you can become aware of your heart then there's nothing that can shake that if you if you your awareness really lies within does that make sense love yeah i agree um how difficult is it for you i mean in a stressful situation to be aware of of because uh, you know you see a lot of patients in a day and there's a lot of hustle and bustle but 
how difficult is it to be aware amidst the chaos that is life? Yeah, this kind of goes back to what we talked about in our con in our talk on leisure, which was just that many times we get stuck in that workaday world mindset, and so we become less and less aware of the movements of our heart because we're so um, external or um, not within. Right. And uh, so before you know it, you know, the whole day has gone by and you haven't even thought about the Lord and you don't even realize, you know, many times that you've let some things into your heart or bought into subtle, subtle lies, you know, throughout the day and you're very heavy by the end of the day. Um, instead of always maintaining that sort of presence of the Lord with you within and, um, right. When obstacles come your way, when he's there with you, which he always is, by the way, whether you know it or not, um, when you recognize that, you're more ready to respond with love and uh, you're more uh, actualized into who you're called to be. Um, Because once you're baptized, you know, you are not alone anymore, even within yourself. God is always there. And so that is the fullness of what you are called to be in your human nature um, is always with him um, as your creator and um, as the lover of your soul. So if we can maintain that throughout the day, then it's um, a lot more beautiful day and um, you're living life to the fullest with abundance as the Lord calls us to. Yeah, we've always talked about that um, chapter 8 of uh, the Augustine's Confessions in book 8 is where he talks about the fact that he he says, I was, I was without, but you were within. And so in spiritual terms, that's a very difficult thing to understand, which, by the way, if you like that song Alive Again by Matt Marr, it also comes from book 8 um, of... Augustine's confessions, you know, I'm alive again, you called and you shouted, you know, it's such a beautiful, I can't sing that song now without crying in light of, uh, confessions. So, and it's really difficult too, cause usually it's like a closing song from mass right. or something. And I'm like <laughs> weeping as I'm, I'm trying to play it. But the, the beauty of it is that we just, we do, we spend so much time thinking that, that what is in our hearts comes from something outside of ourselves when really what is in our hearts is is there within you know the person that we're seeking he already is there and it's such a beautiful thing to um to be aware so let's say you you gain that awareness and the next step then in the discernment of spirits is is to understand right so you become aware of your heart you become aware of of what happens there and then you try to understand why that is happening. And it's kind of a difficult thing to talk about these steps without talking about certain rules. But the the first part of awareness, going back to like the room that is set up in a certain way, then the awareness is to walk in and say, someone moved my pencil. Right? So, I mean, even if you're a college student listening or, or a, a parent or just a a single person living out their vocation to holiness, there are things in your life that you know so well, 
you know, or you've ever walked into a situation and you've said something just doesn't feel right here. Um, you could liken it to someone moved the pencil off my desk. Right. And so someone moved this pencil. Why, why did the pencil get moved? You know, and so there, the next thing is an awareness and the understanding of what is happening is what the awareness of what I'm, what happened, the movement in my heart is it drawing me closer to God or is it pulling me away from him? Does that make sense, love? Absolutely. I think many times there are situations that we each have, you know, that like we know in that certain setting or in that certain situation um, we are tempted or we feel insecure or heavy-hearted, um, and so eventually, w- even just knowing these basic things that we've already talked about, you could take a situation where you find yourself um, hurting or insecure or um, sad and place yourself in it. And, and then you've just become aware that in this situation, for some reason, my heart is not at peace. Why is right. that? The next part is understanding why that is. And to do that, you, there are, you know, it's, it's somewhat complex, but at the same time simple, you know. Um, I think a lot of times what the enemy does, almost I would say he doesn't have a lot of tricks. Most of the time he goes for your identity. So in that moment when you're, let's say, insecure, What's being attacked is your identity. You've forgotten that you're beloved. You know, you've forgotten who you are. And so then you can somewhat understand, you know, wouldn't you say? And then take action, respond. Right. Um, And I mean, one of the things that they do a beautiful job of, uh, Father Timothy does in this book, is to definitely go through the things that affect our spiritual awareness and then to kind of give some some thoughts and processes to understand what's going on with our spiritual awareness. So backing up just a little bit, what are some things that you think affect your, your awareness? Like right now, what are some things that are affecting your awareness on discernment right now in this moment? Like? Right. I mean, so being tired, you know, right. there are, uh, he calls them non-spiritual right. De- desolation, right? So those are just simply being tired or being, being busy busy you and those know. are things that we also do to ourselves you know being too busy is like when we take on too many things and are not able to kind of see through the chaos right it becomes a habit just like we talked about in our previous podcast on leisure when we forget how to just be and we are always in the habit of go 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 you know we sort of lose that habit of being able to simply um, have leisure with the Lord. And um, that can be a a non-spiritual desolation. The other thing he mentioned, too, is um, noise. Like noise could uh, affect your your awareness. So certainly. We've talked about the fact that we have three children. Three children, yes. Six and under. And so... um, you know, at any given moment, there can be a lot of noise, you know. So this weekend, it was really funny because Jason would just come in the room and just turn the TV off. And our kids were just like, what are you doing? 
they're like <laughs> devastated. And then Jason's like, well, I just want to sit in silence for a while. And they both, they all just kind of looked at him like, why? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I think that's a huge issue in our times with all the social media and music readily available or in shows and stuff is I, I think our young people rarely have any silence anymore. Right. I mean, know? it's such a beautiful thing to have interior uh, silence, but what a great thing to practice if you have exterior silence you yeah. know, to appreciate that. Well, I think you have to have exterior silence for a period of time to sort of understand interior silence, <laughs> to have true. that opportunity to have your soul rightly ordered and and settled um, in what what's you, important. So, One of the other things that uh, Father Gallagher mentioned, too, was that spiritual awareness, one of the things that can affect spiritual awareness is lack of courage. It's a pretty heavy one in my mind. What are your earth thoughts on that one? Lack of courage. Yeah. So what comes to mind to me is um, it's very easy to escape into the habits that we develop, whether and they're mostly distractions. Even work, in a sense, is a distraction. Um, if you If you find that you always have to be busy or you always have to be watching something, listening to something, it's very easy to just simply be entertained. There's a, a, a sort of um, laziness that goes along with that. But when you have to actually face reality and face prayer and be in silence and uh, um, deal with yourself in a sense, then, I mean, that takes courage because... I think deep down, whether we're, and many of us are not aware of it, but we're afraid of what we might find. You right, know? it's so true, yeah. and, the, and the enemy does a really good job, and this comes up in the in the rules as well. But the enemy does a really good job of making the lack of courage seem like a normality. You know, like this is this is what life is. You just you be scared, and you don't let anybody know because no one's going to accept you like that, or. So you, you rest in that lack of courage and, and expect that to be the norm. You know, I don't have to be courageous because no one is courageous. Right. You know, the the monks, um, when you read like the Desert Fathers, one of the big vices that they talk about is, is a vice of called ascetia. And that ascetia can be described as like seeing some, seeing some virtue and then admiring admiring it obviously and wanting it and actually that's innate in us in our in our human nature which is created good we see something good we want that but there's this sense of laziness like that you you don't do it even though you want it um and this is i think a huge problem for many of us in, in our spiritual life when we see some virtue like you hear some story like when you hear about uh, saint pope john paul ii and you know forgiving that person who attempted to assassinate him you're like struck by that story um but then you you know there's part of you that thinks well i mean i could never do something like that or um or even if I could, you know, like I'm, I'm not gonna uh, want to do the yeah, work. Yeah, like do that. It. That would take a lot of work for me to go I really down want the there. Really and, nice car, but I don't want the payments. Exactly. That come along with it. Exactly. Um, and it it takes like a jump start to get out of that habit. You know, um, you 
you got to like grit your teeth at first to, to break yourself of this um, insanity, this inhuman mode of being. Right. Um, so we've always talked about the fact that, you know, a life of holiness is almost like standing on the edge of a cliff and diving into the love of God, yeah. but not being able to see what's in front of you. And so there are lots of us um, maybe who think that we took the leap, but we disregarded the fact that we had tied a rope around our leg to bungee us back up, you know, if it turned out to not be quite what we wanted it to be. But that a true abandonment would be without the bungee cord and, and without knowing what's below you, but just trusting that it's an abyss that you will love, you know, that it is an enveloping that will will give you the fuel to continue in life in a beautiful way. And so that that's that's really what awareness is and just the things that, that affect it, you know, just by knowing the things that that keep you from being aware is a beautiful way to become aware. Um, and then the understanding is really going to come from you knowing if these stirrings in your heart, like whether they bring you delight or joy, or do they bring you sadness and agitation? You know, what are the things that are going on in your head and your heart at those moments? And are they pushing you to, a, to pursue the love of God? And do they bear the signs of God or do they not? Does that make sense? Yeah, that, I think you said that beautifully. Um. And then beyond that, so you have awareness, you have understanding, and then action. And so each one of the rules, the 14 rules help you to be aware of where you're at at the moment. There are two states usually in both of them, which is someone that is pursuing God and someone that is not. And then it's an understanding of which spirit is acting at that moment, a spirit that is drawing you closer to God or a spirit that is pulling you away. And then what kind of action to take in that moment. Are we going to talk about that a little bit? About yes. People. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because the rules as well are also split up into, you could probably split them up before rule five or six, because you, you have like the first couple of rules that talk about, um, you know, the person that is not pursuing holiness. Right. You know, and then after that, they, it goes right into the person that is pursuing holiness, right. that is trying to go from good to better. Right. And then after that, so he starts telling you, these are the things that you do. These are the things that you don't do. And these are the things that you can do when nothing is happening. You know, when you're kind of on an even keel, you're not, not being pulled from God. You're not being, you know, um, drawn closer in a dramatic way. So there are things that you can do to during those kind of even keel times when you are very much in love with him, but you are not experiencing, um, an intense attack or an intense, intense drawing closer. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, um, they're really beautiful. And I mean, if you, if you take the time to really do these rules and do them well, you can actually, um, a couple of things before we close for this week is that the book is called discerning spirits and it's written by father Timothy Gallagher. It's purple. If you happen to pull it up on Amazon, it does also come with an awesome study guide if you wanted to pull that up as well. And then there is an app called Discerning Hearts. And if you go into Discerning Hearts, you'll see Father Timothy Gallagher's face 
that if you click on his face, you can actually listen to some podcasts from him about the discernment of spirits. And so um, I think you have to do quite a bit of scrolling to get to those because he's done quite a few books on uh, the spiritual life, like the exam and prayer is one. And they're just fantastic. And so if you get the time to spend some time with Father Timothy uh, over Lent, be a great time to sharpen your awareness of the spirits that are at work and how to discern them. So are we out of time now? I think so. Okay. It's always, it always comes way too fast. <laughs> it does. It does. But we just thank you guys so much again. And next week we are going to hopefully get into a couple of these rules and maybe even talk a little bit about St. Ignatius. Yeah, that sounds good. Very important to talk about who yeah, he is yeah. and uh, what he went through and how these rules even came about as well. So it's a great story. Don't read ahead. Just kidding. We love you guys. We're praying for you, and we hope to be back with you again soon. God bless. God bless. Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presented School of Humanity with Jason and Rachel Bullman. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.